Good afternoon and welcome. My name is Joanne and I am here today with the Lady Rosemary. Hello. Hello. Um, she is one of our amazing talents we've had here in the Bay Area that we often do not hear about. She is an international makeup artist from the 80s and the 90s. I mean, let me think, let me get this right. So you were hired out for jobs, whether it was for movies or TV or bridal shows or actual weddings. And you've been to Canada how many times? Toronto, Cape Town, South Africa, um, the U.S. Virgin Islands and the British Virgin Islands, Maldives. I mean, where else has this like amazing career and your talent taken you? I have gone to Ireland. Ireland, it was absolutely wonderful. I got to do a fabulous wedding there. Ooh, sixteen people. Oh. It's absolutely beautiful. So it's definitely more, maybe a little bit more um, avant-garde. Yes. Okay. Yes. Where else? I've also been to Hawaii, which is beautiful Ooh. there. I've also been to France. Okay. Um, you ever do any weddings or sh photo shoots for new designers, like at the Lower Valley, or? I did some photo shoots um, for magazines before. I okay. have done that. I've been in print. Oh. So that was always great. Wow. Now, what what was the main driving force behind you getting into the field to begin with? I mean, I know the '80s was crazy. There's a lot of competition, a lot of crazy makeup going on, big hair. Um, so what made you want to go to cosmetology school and then focus on the makeup end? I love helping people. Okay. I like making people feel great. Your skin is the number one thing that people see. So you have to make sure that Absolutely. it's, you know, it's the number one living organism on our face or on our bodies. So our health to, too. Yeah. Absolutely. So we have to make sure and make people look beautiful and be artistry. Have fun. Oh. So has there any ever been a time where you actually performed a service on somebody and it was like kind of moving for them? Uh, what I mean is maybe they had a birth defect or something that you were able to hide or concealed for them that made them feel not as self-conscious about themselves or... Yes, we used to do um, makeup and skincare for children that had cancer Ooh. and they would come in and we would help them and do their makeup and cover their scars or anything that they had from chemo because a oh, lot wow. of times they get stuff on their that's face rough. from chemo yeah, yeah that's rough so that was very that was a very enlightening experience it really helped me and that's when I really became part of the community to help out and help people that give you a different perspective yes. on it not being as shallow correct and more Something that's just going to, again, make someone look at themselves and go, oh, wow, it's nice not to see that. It's nice to feel alive or have more right, right. color or something. Um, where was the most unique spot that you ever performed your makeup artistry where you had the most challenges because of the location that you're dealing with? That would be in New York. Oh, New York, um, really? Yes, I would we think were, like everything would be right there. Yeah, but we were in Central Park okay. doing a photo shoot, and it was just absolutely crazy. There was 32 models, Ooh. and the person that was in charge of the, the way they had the designer clothes on, the designer, he would come and we'd do all of our makeup. And then he would come back and change the whole look. Oh, well, that's so, not good. No, we changed the look nine times because he didn't like what look he wanted for that model at that time. So that was a very challenging, very challenging. And it all has to be done within about 30 minutes. And he's like interfering. Correct. 
Yeah. And he was just like way off mark. Way off. Yeah. What his vision was in the beginning was not the vision that he wanted. He kept changing his mind. Yes. And he's writing the paycheck, so exactly, I guess. <laughs> exactly. I guess he irritated the models too, probably. Yes. Well, it's a lot putting makeup on, taking makeup off, and you're timed, so you have to get all that done within a certain amount of time. So, and I imagine you probably have a lot of people, and they're watching. Oh yes, interfering, asking questions. Ask, yep. And then the weather, if it's cold or rainy or windy. It was cold. <laughs> it was very cold. It was very gloomy. And you have models that are basically, you know, in bathing suits and they're trying not to be cold and we're trying to make them not look like they're cold. So. Oh, wow. I know a girl was. She was on actually a photo shoot in Iceland. And in it, she's in this teeny tiny bikini, but she's got like these big fur boots. Yes. And she said she was out there for like five hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, it's crazy. It's, it's like, amazing what thing. they do for that one picture. That one picture. But in the end, it's worth it. It is. It is. It is. Um, if you wouldn't have been a makeup artist, what other line of work do you think you would have gone into? Marketing. Marketing. Yeah. What makes marketing so alluring for you? talking to people and getting to know people's stories because everybody has a story. And it's interesting to hear other people's stories. So then help them market and build a business, mm-hmm. do PR. Teach them things, yeah. Okay. Customer service, how to repeat your business, how to make people want to come back to see you every three months to replenish or whatever they need to do. Absolutely. How do you feel about a lot of these um, social influencers who are involved in doing a lot of stuff online, on social media, but they don't have the training and experience that you do? It's difficult now because everybody's out there trying to be a makeup artist or something to do with beauty. And if you're not trained in a correct profession, you can try to do it, but you're not going to be able to do it the correct way. You're not going to know how the skin works, you know, all the different layers of the skin, how everything works. And if you just do it that you don't, you're learning off of the web, you're not going to really learn it. It's not solid. Yeah, I notice sometimes and I'll watch a lot of them and the way they perform their makeup works great for their shape, face shape, for their eye shape. But, you know, if I were to try to replicate that on me, it would look like awful. Right. So then you've got a lot of folks mimicking them, but not really doing what works for them right. personally. Right, the, the person on the, on the YouTube could be doing not a hooded eye. They could be doing an eye that's very large. If you have a hooded eye, how she's doing her makeup is not going to work for you. Because you have to else. do it differently. And different you- placement. I know, and I think difference, too, now versus back in the 80s is the amount of intensity and the highlighting, the contouring, and the shading. Like, what are your thoughts about some of that? Because sometimes, yeah, I'm looking at the face, and I'm just like... I think it's gone a little overboard with the contouring. Yeah. I mean, it's we did contouring back in the day. But now it's just now it's very chiseled, everything. It's like they want everybody to look perfect. We're not perfect. And I think that's the beauty of think our imperfections are what's mm-hmm. beautiful, personally, right. you know. We all have all our own unique. Yeah, I mean, you're looking and you're seeing, I swear, it's just like one, two, three, four, like maybe six different areas. And then they use a special brush over it, which I laugh because as kids, all I remember is using my fingers. <laughs> yep. And now getting all used to the, to the blender, to the brush, and everything's a whole new thing. But then they'll put a layer of makeup over it sometimes i'll see people over sometimes i see people under and then the different way they're applying 
any concealer now and I'm just kind of like it just it's just so much it's a lot more makeup than it was years ago and I don't understand why because we're all supposed to be going to natural everything's supposed to be more yeah um better for the environment everything and then we have 15 layers of makeup on and then like I was telling you before before we started you know I really miss it seems like the women are doing away with their vermilion border, the beautiful Cupid's bow that we have on our lips, and now they're just kind of... I don't understand I don't that. understand that. That's the whole point of being a woman. And yeah. female is very... Your lips are... You want them to it's look a, like a Cupid. It's like a beautiful a, place. I know. No, I, I know. I sound like this old fuddy-duddy now. <laughs> no, no. As time goes on, it's just... Some, I understand there's all sorts of different things as far as... Um, Oh, now I'm going to ask you. What do you think about all this permanent makeup that they're doing on the brows where they're going above the brow bone? I do not. I I mean, they're going above. Yes, I do not like that. I personally would not do tattooing. I have seen it on numerous clients of mine, and it does start to change color. The dark will turn more of like a blue. The brown turns sometimes more red. And I, I, I personally don't like that. And I do not like it when they put it on the lips or the eyeliner. Same as the microblading, too, yeah. when they're... It just, as you get older, or if that starts to kind of come down and the placement is different. Yes. I don't know. It's just like sometimes you look at everybody. It's like in the 90s. Remember how everyone had that, like... Um, I called it the Sharpie look. Like, yes. they were taking their whole brows off and doing, like, that black line. Yep. And I feel like now we're going back to that, only they're doing more of this Egyptian-type look, Real, going yes. above the brow, having the arch above the brow bone, and then down. And I, I'm just like, I don't... I don't I personally don't like that. I mean, maybe when you're 20, but... Right, right. Well, <laughs> and it's going to discolor. That's what... And like you said, the placement will be different as we age. Hmm. That's, that's kind of scary. <laughs> Just a little. I know. Anything else you want to add about the industry or now that you've, you know, your family, they've all grown and stuff, anything about the industry you think you might want to go back into or change or changes you'd like to see in it? I would like to see more. I know it's very difficult in these times. Um, more of the makeup artist being able to touch the person. Uh, if you don't have touch, you can't, you don't know what it's like on your skin. You have to touch the skin. Touch and feel. Touch and an feel idea. it and see of what. Then it's very difficult because I know that my friends that are still in the business for over a year have not been able to touch anybody. Ooh. So it's very difficult to make someone look beautiful and make them feel good if you can't touch them. And that's where we're missing a little bit of... You want to feel the texture of the skin, mm-hmm. get an idea of You have to, because everybody's different. And then you're just kind of playing a guessing game with all the right. disposables and everything. Yeah. Well, I, hopefully that time should come soon. It will. I it think will. so. And we definitely need you back. We need I will you be back. back in the industry. We need you back getting out there. And I'm sure you want to get back out there and travel again, too. I do. I miss my traveling. <laughs> I'm sure the Maldives is just waiting for you. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Well, thank you for having me. No, my pleasure. And 
you know, just subscribe to my channel and come back and listen because I'm sure I'm going to have some more absolutely fascinating guests in the near future.